Speaking of not seeing shit. <clears throat> Galdrian, who's dead. Now that the real Galdrian's dead, fake Galdrian. Becomes the real Galdrian? Uh, no, he just stops existing. I, no, I absorb all of his magical powers. That's how the duel's supposed to work. No, you're supposed to suck it out. It's like a snake bite. Even though that's not true. <laughs> Where I mean, are you wounded? I mean, not real artists. Daggers did that. True. Yeah, they hurt like hell. <clears throat> I should probably grab those, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're here, Mike, but, but Gary was telling us what they would have done if she... If he had rolled evens for her. No, I want to hear what, what what's the... So the, the littlest effect that would have went off is uh, she would have done the same damage to every enemy in combat. And uh, after she absorbed at least one spell, they just kept getting more powerful. Yeah, that's why when he said... Gonna take her daggers. Not yet. No effect yet. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> So are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh yeah, we've been recording. Oh. How fucking dare you record a podcast? Yeah, you get to listen to all our sex stories again. Yeah, that's fine. The listeners That's not all of them. The listeners (laughs) Yeah, the the listeners will love them, especially when I put out y'all's home addresses, you know, grandparents' address, it's fine. (laughs) Ha! Joke's on you, they're dead. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, do you need a pop-off? I'm sorry for what you can see from heaven. No, no, Pawpaw would be like, that, that's, damn right. It just reminds me of uh, Gravity Falls. It was like, when Seuss is talking to his uh, abuela, and, and like, oh, you'd be like, uh, grandfather in, in, in heaven? And he's like, oh, he's in the other place. Speaking of the worst and most unfunny thing. We you- killed Galdrian. No, that's entirely too funny. <clears throat> did you, or, you know, did did Galdrian get what was coming to him? Uh, so was that suicide? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it was it painless? I mean, I'm the one that killed him, so it, it, it wouldn't be suicide. It seemed like it was pretty painful, so it can't be suicide. Could be assisted suicide. Oh, yes. Why didn't you try talking it out with him first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a word. Because spoken. you did not allow me to. Oh, Joel. like that's ever stopped you. <laughs> speaking, yeah, exactly. Speaking of talking things out, welcome to the Average Adventuring Party podcast. Where we do mouth stuff? No, no, that's at the end. We do mouth stuff at the Where end. Where our oh. source, like our pant zippers, are open. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah, sure. And yeah. I guess my DMs, too, if you want to slide in there. Uh, No. Not with, like, sex stuff, just, like, saying, <laughs> saying hi, how are you? Nice. Hi, 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 how are you? Want to do mouth stuff, but not, not the physical mouth stuff? The, the... I, I will find a dagger. <laughs> I have a sword at home with an actual edge on it, so. And you uh, said you weren't an edge lord. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, She's in the edging? No, it, 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 it'd be weeb, because it's a little tanto. Uh, uh, if the FBI is listening, strike that from the record. It was actually a crime of passion, not premeditated. Average adventuring party. We'll edge you. I mean, so far the only thing that's cut is uh, expanding foam. Yeah. Apparently it was perfect for that. Yeah. So we're changing the uh, the $69 tier to be the average edging party podcast. Oh my. We'll, we'll just keep people um, clearly hooked, clearly hooked and never actually finished the campaign. 
No resolutions for you. So would the $70 tier be getting one more and actually finishing it? Uh, you know, somewhere in there. I mean, because... Well, sometimes you, you try not to finish something, but it ends up just finishing prematurely despite your best efforts. So. Well, that, that's if people are shooting for the $69 tier, but get, like, the, the $45 tier. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you, like, you, you end it... But or you think you end it, but then it turns out you still got some more, and some more, you know, another one in the chamber. That's okay. the fifty-five dollar tier. Okay, back to dead Galdrin. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 the the seventy dollar tier, which is you know a sixty-nine plus one. I hear if you drink pineapple juice, you can make your uh, you you can make your podcast go for even longer. You make your podcast taste better. I don't think any can, anything can say this. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Speaking of making your... See you next time, everyone. <laughs> Our resident podcast expert, Steve. <laughs> Holy shit, Steve's on this podcast? <laughs> Changes everything. Uh, so speaking of changing everything... He's been editing me out of every episode. Yeah. That, that's why Steve's not on The first thing I do is just delete, delete his channel. And it's such a pain in the ass because all the mics are in the same room. He has to go through and delete me from everyone else's channels. Too. No, no, the real killer would be if he ever had to delete me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we all come through about the same amount. Yeah. It's just that your waveforms are bigger. That's right. Some people have bigger waveforms. <laughs> no, no, game stuff. Game stuff. Game stuff. This is what they pay for. Holy shit, we're getting paid? You're getting paid? <laughs> We're doing stuff? Waves? Game stuff. We'll, okay. do, we'll, we'll do game stuff for money. We're at 14 no. minutes in the recording as of me saying this, and we have not gotten to game stuff. We well, have we'll a little bit. We'll do game stuff for mouth. No, so speaking of game <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Dead Galdrin, Crumbling Tower. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk. Steve normally does the recap. Yeah, so we need that's, to have yeah, okay. that's all I'm doing. Rewind, rewind a little bit. We uh, we were supposed to meet with uh, Elena, the uh, the matron matron of House Tabakunan. Uh, Cree pulled aside Sienna and gave her some things, saying uh, something to give to Galadrian, and. Kind of hinted that she is Random's sister, though Galdrian didn't hear that, and no one else knows who Random is. And uh, and gave Sienna a box saying, "Don't tell him it's from me," uh, or that you. And it contained also contained a letter written in uh, written in Elven, but in Draconic letters or Draconic handwriting, and. Uh, Told Galdrian to duck, and he ducked, and... Said a couple of other things. Yeah. And also was like, you need to stay where you are. Um, I assume that means Hycosia, or he assumes that means Hycosia, but uh, he... Uh, they got attacked by a copy of the original party who pushed in our shit a little bit, honestly. And... Eventually, we overcame them, and and now the tower is falling apart. And Galdrian grabbed his duplicates shit, and he's also probably gonna grab some daggers because he needs to get a present for Ardith. 
before, or else she'll get all mad at him. She won't get mad at him, but she'll be really grateful after this. She's not mad. She's just disappointed. What about the cookies? He already got the cookies. Did he grab the cookies? Explicitly looted the bodies. Yeah. Explicitly picked up the bag of cookies because he's like, okay, Suna's going to get real, real uh, mad if I let anything happen to her cookies. Yes, she's going to get mad. And uh, we are now in a crumbling tower, having looted the bodies. And uh, well, uh, we we need to find uh, Madame Tabacudon. Well, maybe if you would have talked instead of just uh, fought the guy. Enough talking. Tower so, is shaking. Yeah. So as the tower is shaking, all of the lantern archons have fled, plunging you guys into complete darkness. Right. Uh, there, are, there are sounds of uh, of uh, pieces of ceiling just crumbling and falling all around you, and just hitting the floor with these deafening crashes. Does anyone have any uh, torches or anything like that? Oh, shit. And nope. Galvian holds out the song blade that his other self has. Come on, glow, you stupid sword. Can mm-hmm. I pull out the swords and let them glow? Sure. Yeah! Yeah, you both light up your, your weapons. And I'm going to, like, pick up Joe and sling her over my shoulder. Does my sword look familiar? No. Okay. It's like, just it, it, I, I say my sword. It it's seems, yours now. It seems familiar in that it is a song blade of Elvish make. Um, but it's not that song blade? But it is not a familiar song blade. Uh, the one you had previously kind of had a, like a, when you swung it, it sang like a stringed instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably some kind of, um, uh, like, bass woodwind. <laughs> you have a lightsaber. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shit, we, uh, do I see what direction the, uh, would likely have, uh, our hosts would have likely come from? So, uh, the people you just fought, we'll say, came from the north end. There's a large set of double doors that, uh, Iacus had kicked open, um, to the south, is the set of doors leading to the roof where you landed, and to the east and west are uh, windows about a story up. Okay, so safest thing to do would probably be to uh, be to get to the roof and take the magic carpet up, assuming that it's still there. But there is also the possibility that. Uh, the Madam of House Tabacudon is in danger, and and so Galdrian's going to, uh, uh, it only takes about a second, but he does the calculus in his head, and he's thinking, I could get these, we could get out of here and get safe, or we can uh, uh, make sure that uh, Belena, is it Belena, am I saying it's it right? Beline. Beline, Beline, yeah. Make sure that Beline is safe. And uh, he's going to turn to Riss and Jola and say, "If the carpet's still here, you're welcome to flee. But I'm going for Belim." Well, okay. And Riss will start turning back towards the carpet, and then <laughs> be like, ah, "Fucking contracts." And then 
We're going through the uh, doors that Iacus kicked in. What is uh, what is Jola doing? I can put you down. Oh yeah, she had picked me up, mm-hmm. so I'm going wherever she's going. <laughs> I put you up to shut you up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm riding along. Okay. I'm probably talking. <laughs> yes, but you're not making indication that you want to go back to the carpet. No. Okay. Then no, you're... I'm just still chatting on okay. about you know we don't know where she is and you could have talked to them and. You We're know, hoping that, maybe we could have found out more information about the sky I'm dweller. Ho- I'm hoping the blood will go down to your head and you'll get a little dizzy and stop talking. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> um, I'm carrying you normally. Now I'm carrying her by the ankles till she passes out. <laughs> yeah. So you go through uh, this this dining room into a hallway, and then you are think about that classic. Um, hollow spire that just has a spiral staircase going all the way up. Uh, you find yourself on a landing. There's a staircase going up and a staircase going down. Um, when you look down, we'll say the floor is somewhere between um, 11 bajillion feet down and impossibly down. Um, right. We're not getting down before when, this thing comes down. When you look up, there is... Another floor, another uh, landing that has a door on it, probably about 10 stories up. And as you, uh, as you look up that way, there is a, another crash. And then the set of doors that were up there just fling themselves off and slam into the opposite wall and just hit and then tumble down past you guys into the nothing. And from where you're at, you see a gigantic scaly claw that's probably bigger than Sina. Just kind of like punch its way through and start scrabbling around. And when it doesn't grab onto anything, it uh, like latches onto the landing and starts just pulling chunks of rock up. And then you hear this uh, great inhalation of breath, and it just... As soon as Galdrin hears the inhalation of breath, he is out of that stairwell. Yep. Uh, you duck back into the dining room just as this uh, red-gold fire incinerates everything in the uh, in the, the stairwell. So uh, what color was the scaly arm? Uh, we'll say it was red. Okay. Dragon. And Galdrin's going to grab uh, Sayana by one of her hands and grab Riss and just haul ass All right, back so, towards the roof. So Come on, hand me, you Cretan! Oh, hush. Just grabbed him by the wings. <laughs> by the wings, just grabbed him by his feet. Uh, Why is everybody grabbing the fucking pixie all the time? I'm going to develop a complex. No, he he grabs you to stop you from going into the... He doesn't, like, so, hold on to you. So, I mean, you'd like it if one of the brothel girls grabbed you. So here's what I would like you guys to do. We're going to have a skill challenge. Oh, dear Lord. We haven't had one of those in a while. But, well, but you get two plus two from me for yeah, skill yeah. challenge. Oh, yay. <laughs> so go ahead, ahead, for me. <laughs> go ahead and uh, roll me some initiative. Hey, that works. 21 since we have plus two. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, Jola? Um, I got math. What is 19 plus 7? 
26. 26. Chris? Seven. <laughs> Oof. Did you add my two? Nine. <laughs> I mean, it's an initiative check and a skill challenge. It shouldn't really be... No, it just determines your, yeah. your order. Yeah. Um, Galdrin? 21. And Sina? 24. So, uh, this is the first skill challenge of season three. We've made some changes around this place, and I want to see you guys shape up. So, the new rule is that you cannot, instead of limiting your skills, we're limiting your attributes instead. You can't use the same attribute you previously used, and you can't use the same one the person before you used. So. So. Sina. No, Jola. No. You're first. Uh, Galdrian screams out dragon, pulls everybody back into the hallway. There's this burst of fire, and now the tower seems to be coming down faster. What What is your plan to, uh, we'll say the goal of this is to get off of this tower and not die? And how high up, where on the tower are we? So, like you, on the 17th floor? No. You're, <laughs> I was just checking. When, when you guys landed, you were probably 50 stories up. Oh, 50. Uh, when, you, oh. when you looked down the center of the tower, it was significantly higher than that. Hmm. Jola, you should talk to it. <laughs> Stay behind and use that diplomacy. Tell it how good it is, I'm saying, from Galdrian's hand. <laughs> I what diplomacy? Never have agreed to go to this. I even paid for the carpet. <laughs> My money, Riss. Carpet might Cheap still skate. be there. Let's okay. Go. Yeah. How do we get there? We're not getting there. Do you yeah. not see all this falling around us? So we're in a hallway or in the dining room? You're back in the dining room. Back in the dining room. You can room. go back the way we came still. Well, then, I mean, I'm on her. I'm going to attempt to jump off her shoulder and book it towards the way we had come. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> the gnome. No, one second. Oh, okay. The gnome is she like, I too. can run faster. So give me a, a, sounds like an athletics type check. So you tell me what, what uh, stat you would be using. Well, I'm going to go with... Born in the enchanted forest because there's lots of tree limbs and everything to 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 spin and jump off of, and you know I would be running home because you know mm. you spin and jump and run home. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that's a, a good justification. Um, if you can use that some other way. Hmm. Well, you know, forests would have like squirrels and stuff, and I'd be chasing after them or running from them. One of the two. Uh-huh. When I was a little kid, so I'd be running, uh-huh. you know. So I'm pretty quick at running. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm quick at running of stuff after me, though. If the squirrels and stuff uh, are chasing after me, I think you need to maybe look to use that in a different way. <clears throat> look at me. And I don't really have anything else I could use. People person would have nothing to so do with this. So think, think here. Think about everything. That could ever possibly happen in a magical forest. And is there perhaps a creature you encountered there that you could emulate its movement patterns 
to get out of a crumbling building. Oh. Or maybe some kind of magic to... A snipe. Or yeah. even people person, because she's bound to have annoyed people before and had to run away no, from no, them. No, no, wait, wait, I got an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, since I got holy magic and shields and stuff like that, so can I, you know... Light up just a little bit to to um, kind of like be. The way for us. I was gonna say I would be like the shining light of this is the way to go path. Sure, but I don't know how that goes with born in born in enchanted. Well, I would lead the no missionary. There it would go. be better <laughs> more than just a position. <laughs> Sometimes missionary is the best way to go. Uh, no, um, but. <laughs> So I could do missionary. I was leading my flock out. Mm-hmm. I fucking knew it. <laughs> so I can use missionary. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I will say that's a wisdom. Um. So that's seventeen on the die. Missionary is twenty. Level twenty-four. Noise. Noise. Twenty. Yeah. So Jola sends out a way as the floor and the ceiling are crumbling. Um, she sends out this this light that you can follow and is able to use her shield to repel most of the the pieces that are falling. You you get to the other side of the the dining room, kick open the doors, and uh, you you climb up the stairs in time or climb down the stairs in time to see basically that entire landing just fall off. Oh, with with the carpet, um, the guy screams as as the whole thing goes down. Um, when you get outside, you realize a couple of things. First is that you can no longer see the stars. Um, the second is that you can no longer see any other buildings, and the third is that um, from somewhere down below you, there's this horrendous cracking noise, and the the entire side of the tower that you guys are on just starts to f- slowly fall. Sina, now it's your turn. Fun. Uh, you can't throw a dagger at it. I know I can't throw a dagger at it. Sina doesn't have daggers. She's like, I can still hug it though. Look at Spider Man and try to crawl down. The I don't think I'm ready to get down in time. Fallen. I don't think we can get down in time oh. doing that. I don't think I can climb faster than we can fall. Hmm. <laughs> All I can see is Deadpool, the the chick. Superhero landing. <laughs> uh, I don't think Sina could survive a 50 yeah. story tall superhero landing. I think we need to get onto the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say some of the pieces that are fallen from the building that are lower, you know. Maybe you could write them down. wisdom, isn't it? Yes. And she just used wisdom. She just used wisdom. I just okay. used wisdom. Okay. Hmm. I think that should be... Uh, investigate? Two. Hmm? Two. I'm going to look for an easier way down. Okay. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Okay. I'm like, that's intelligence, right? I mean, to be fair, the easiest way down would just be to stand there and yeah, which is way down that does not involve us being crushed to death. Oh well, you got to be specific. There's that specific enough for you. Eh. 
I give it like seven out of ten. Okay, here we go. You didn't say anything about being burned to death. Or... Mm. No. <laughs> That's gonna be bad. I just rolled a two. So what's your total? I'm gonna add perceptive into that. So that's going to be a 10. Oof, yes, that is bad. So uh, you added... You added the plus 2 to that? Oh, no, two. I didn't. 12. That's <laughs> still bad. That's so bad. Mm. Can I expend a uh, bardic inspiration to let her add a d6 to that? Mm. I can tell you it probably wouldn't help. <laughs> not, not on a 2. Just to save you the inspiration. Um... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the so, skill challenges fuck us because we can't. So roll okay. worth a damn. Sina, uh, you find yourself oh. passing, effectively another floor and then another floor and then another floor, and you just grab everybody and leap off. Uh, we'll say, Riss is probably the only one who doesn't uh, immediately fall and have to cling on to the edge of this. Uh, what with being able to fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as, as uh, you know, Riss pulls himself up, there's Jola, Galdrian, and Sina holding on to the edge of this building that looks like it has just been sheared off straight. Um, from somewhere in the this room, you hear uh, growls, and uh, it's Galdrian's turn. I hear growls in this room. Yes, from somewhere behind Riss. All right. Uh, knowing that that's probably a dragon, and that dragon is very large, and that Riss is very squishy, <laughs> Galdrian is going to rush in. Oh, Galdrian's hanging on. Oh, he's going to pull himself up and try to uh, make a grab for Riz and pull him out of the uh, the path of where fire is probably about to come out. Okay. So go and use mercenary and I'll say uh, dexterity. That's a 15 on the die, so that's plus 23 plus 2, so 25. Okay. So Riss, you you uh, turn around to see what Galdrian is, uh, is uh, getting upset about when for like the 17th time tonight, this hand just reaches up, grabs you by the legs, and yanks you down below floor level. You son of a bitch! Uh, right as a huge gout of fire bursts through the other side of the door. Um, you guys are once again in free fall. And unfortunately, Riss, your, your tiny wings cannot hold yourself <laughs> and Galdrian. Um, so it is your turn. Um, I want to... Uh... Try and so a lot of my magic is chaotic, um, mm-hmm. fey magic. Um, so I'd like to try and see if I can't warp the building out to catch us a little bit. Um, it may be with fire since I'm in yeah. <laughs> fire form. A little fire never hurt anybody. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, I'll use my my magic to do that. So. Um, so what stat and what skill? I'm going to say um, wisdom and impulsive because trying to save people with fire is probably... Uh, <laughs> that's the smartest thing? Uh, that seems reasonable. A very risky. Hey, it's like a jetpack. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh. Does that make him a jet, <laughs> a jet pixie? Let's see. That's. Don't forget my two. Oh, yeah. Uh, 27. 15. <laughs> 15. So. Oddly enough, trying to save people with uh, fire. inspiration? Um, sure. Okay. 19. Okay. So, uh, you guys get... Yeah, no, there's four of those. Uh, get pulled down by, uh, by Riss, who's trying to, uh, to warp the building out. And you just start bouncing against it, just clanging around, taking all kinds of uh, scuffs and scratches. Um, the outside of this building is sandstone, and the inside of the building is somewhere between marble and metal in places. Um, when you uh, when you are looking down you you feel yourself falling but the ground doesn't seem to be getting any closer to you um from from out of nowhere comes that that carpet guy uh who is white knuckling the carpet uh manages to get under you before something just snakes out of one of the windows and snatches him off the the carpet but no he, he sacrificed himself to save us uh We'll always remember you, whatever your name was. Jola, it is your turn. So we landed on the carpet? Uh, there is a carpet somewhere down below you. You guys are still in free fall. The guy, the guy was basically in the process of bringing it up to you. He was really earning that tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still below us. Can I see it? Yeah. But you're going to have to do something because apparently it is still decelerating or uh, descending at the same rate that you guys are. So what does the building look like? So that we're near. So think about that that literal classic Arabian spire. So it is just a tall tower. It's got um, a very decorative uh, cap and down below you somewhere is ostensibly another building. Um, the side of the building for as far up as you can see has basically been shorn off and falling down below you are uh, all kinds of bits of debris. So there's a side of the building that I'm falling again, um, like parallel to, right? Yes. And then there's probably a, another level of the building that juts out. We can talk about it. Cause it, go with me here. <laughs> I'm thinking, can I grab my shield and ride it kind of like a sled down the side of the building to where I can kind of go like this towards the carpet? Sure. That's a cool-ass move. So, athletics? Sounds like a good athletics check. And can I use that with the Born in the Enchanted Forest? Because there's lots of trees to jump between. And yeah, you, you probably, I, use, I probably, you probably use this maneuver a couple of times. Certain in the okay. trees, yeah. There, there are some, like, waterfalls that flow upwards that you're... Yeah. And there's probably some hungry animals that have chased you before, <laughs> <laughs> giving you kiss the die. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah, because we're at two and two right now, it looks like. Don't fuck up. Oh. I might have. So that is 11. 15. 15. I can't, I'm going to go ahead and say I probably can't do Bardic Inspiration more than once a go around. Nah. 
so Jola uh, takes her shield and starts skating along the uh, the wall as she's falling, um, and it starts throwing sparks off. Uh, and as she does, the the uh, spire below you guys just starts rumbling. Um, and then out of every available window bursts these. Um, it looks like water at first, um, but the way it's waving around, uh, it looks alive. And one just snatches Jola up off the side of the building and yanks her into a window. Um, Riss turns around to, to be like, ha-ha, and just slams right into one of these. Um, so what you get. Galdrian uh, is, uh, is falling and Sina grabs onto him. And they just slam into one, and immediately your skins start burning uh, as you are yanked into the window. Um, in the the center of this room is what can only be described as a cube. Oh, God. That is probably 200 feet in any given face. And uh, it has these huge pseudopods that it is just slamming things around. Um Let's see, that was just Jola. Mm -hmm. It's now Sina's turn as she's a pretty savvy person. She's seen um, oozes before. Mm -hmm. This looks like a uh, collection of oozes has gotten together and made this one massive one. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you look around, all of your party members are... Covered in goop. Uh, goop! are either grasped by a tentacle or being pulled towards the center. Um, okay, okay. I'm just going to straight up attack it. Okay. Because, uh, hey, my bow does 60, 60 damage. Mm -hmm. So, please, please, please don't fuck off. Don't, please don't fuck off. Okay, okay. Um, 25 versus its AC. Is that using uh, strength or dex? Astral bow? No, so oh. don't give me the attack modifier. Okay. Give me a... Okay, still. A stat uh, skill. Bodyguard. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Bodyguard with dexterity, maybe? Yeah, the loyal protector. Uh, eight. Math. 21. Plus, plus 22. 22. 23, 24. Yeah. 24! 24. Still a success. Um... You, excuse me. Probably with strength. Okay. So you take your bow and you just shoot a hole in the, uh, the, the pseudopod that has a hold of you in Galdrian. Mm -hmm. um, it drops to the floor and you are on a, uh, on a landing. There's still, you're back in the, the hollow tower. Mm -hmm. um, there's something going on above you. And there's still the sounds of dragons below you. Um, but you and Galdrian find yourself sitting in this pool of mildly irritating acid while um, Riss and Jola are being pulled towards the center of this creature. It is Galdrian's turn. As soon as he's free, Galdrian is going to grab his newly uh, pilfered loot with one hand. He's going to start tapping on the fingerboards. And, oh, fuck, the action's so high. He and and uh, he's going to do a power slide 
as he's doing with one hand, and he's going to take his hand that has the tattoo on it, mm-hmm. and he's going to slam it down on the ground to try to summon forth that boar spirit. All right. We're going to use uh, Wandering Minstrel for this, along with Charisma. That's a 19 on the die, so uh, uh, that's going to be uh, 28, 30, uh, 35. Nope, doesn't, doesn't make it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and because I have expertise, I uh, am going to say, did I clear it by more than five? Yes. Then I get an additional effect of some sort. What would you like that effect to be? I would like that effect to be to erase a failure. That's fair. So... You uh, you call forth the the magic uh, and summon this this boar spirit and kind of up out of the ground it it takes you by surprise because it it uh, apparates underneath you and as you're riding it gets higher and higher and higher and soon Galdrian finds himself on the back of a uh, just this really gnarly. Um, tusky boar that has it stands maybe 15 foot at its shoulder and it has uh, both tusks and horns and just weird little bits and bobs of of, uh, bone sticking out of it and whenever one of those those uh, pseudopods looks like it's going to slam down on Sina it just charges straight through it and blocks it uh, by breaking it in half, and the pseudopod just dissipates, uh, splattering the ground with more acid. Climb on, everyone! Uh, you have access to Sina at the moment. Sina's not going to let you tell her twice, so... Yeah. Yep, so you, you pull it up. And then you got to turn it around to try to get to Jola and, and Riss. So Riss, uh, this thing is pulling you in... And as it does, uh, one, it is burning the hell out of you. And two, um, you can see the uh, sort of withered remains of various races inside the, uh, the center of this. Well, I know my spellcasting is wisdom-based, but I'm going to use intelligence uh, for this. Because, um, one, I'm pissed off, and I know a lot about fire. But two, I know oozes are very viscous and goopy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens whenever you mix fire and goop. So I'm going to use science. Mm-hmm. And magic, you know. Uh, let's see. That is... Um, can I apply gambler to this? Because I'm just pulling shit out of my ass and taking a... <laughs> A huge gamble. What, what, what happened to the sanctity of science? <laughs> I mean, science this is, is a gamble. risk that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's that's fair. Uh, that's 15, 19, 21. 21. Is that a success? Is that a success? Please be a success. No, it's a double failure. Oh, no. Uh, basically just start boiling towards the center. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, past a certain point, this this tentacle just slams you into the main body, 
you and Jola both. And Riss just starts channeling as much heat as he can. And all around him, a him and Jola, a pocket forms of basically hardened goop. So there, there is a small space. Uh, Riss is a little. He's, he's concentrating on on making room for himself. Jola, you're in here with him. By accident. And, <laughs> and uh, that's well and good because now you have something to stand on in the middle of this creature that's not dissolving you. But Riss is also burning up all of your air. <laughs> so so now Galdrian and Sina can see. Uh, can't see them anymore, but there is just this maybe five foot bubble in the center of this gelatinous cube. I've burnt the jello. <laughs> uh, that is that is glowing white hot. I mean, that could only be them. <laughs> uh, Jola, it is your turn. You are uh, not slowly suffocating, but rapidly suffocating, <laughs> and also it's about 150 yeah. degrees. Yeah, you're cooking. I finally get to kill Jola! Yeah! <laughs> I mean, it was an accident, Your uh-huh, Honor. Uh-huh. Um. But if she dies, we lose her plus two. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. that. Oh, I can't kill her yet. Well, here's the here's the kicker. While you can't see her, you don't get her plus two anyway. Can I see through the bubble? No. Like I can't see out of it or anything. Nope. Basically, it's opaque because yeah. it's a giant I, hamster ball. Maybe yeah. you can just push it out. Jola runs really fast. Jola runs really fast against one side. <laughs> Does it move any? <laughs> I mean, you can make a skill check. And I mean, it out. Sounds, sounds like a great skill check. I mean, it could be with a core and a die. And you're just spinning hamster in the ball. tentacle. <laughs> yeah, We've got the like two you. smallest party members in a hamster ball. <laughs> we got to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I have any background to use towards it i mean that doesn't really fit missionary or born in the enchanted forest or people person maybe people person to get risk to to stop using up all the air or, oh. pe- or people person to convince risk to help you with your plan yes i'm going to try to uh That's convince <laughs> convince Riss to stop what he's doing and let's you know hamster ball our way out all right. Of this goo. 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 Charisma and people person. Yes. We we also need a, a hat with goop. <laughs> and it'll be like drippy letters. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not... That tracks. Fuck. Yes. Yes. Oh, fuck me. I just erased all the, one of our failures. You can't just fail right back. Oh, I got a one. Oh, no. <laughs> one. Oh, Just no. trying to convince Riz oh. not to kill her and to be helpful. That, that. I mean, it tracks, I but. Mean, we're going to have to take this board into there. I mean, I am so sorry. Oh, that is a such a sad fail. So, uh, Jola. You waste air while the air is burning <laughs> around you. Jola is trying to communicate what she wants to Riz. Uh, it's probably coming out as all choking noise. Yeah, through through the the tears, uh, Riss misunderstands what she wants, and and starts focusing the heat, uh, and starts burning through one side of this bubble. And as he does, uh, there is now a high pressure jet of of acid that's squirting in. 
This is a bad idea. What do you mean? From, from, not from, what from, I said. From outside, uh-huh. uh, you guys see basically something pop and then a series of small explosions as whatever that, that uh, bubble is gets bigger and then starts getting filled with acid. And then about 300 more pseudopods erupt from the outside of this thing and start slamming around. Uh, Sina, it's your turn. Okay. I know. I would like to use strength to convert my bow into a, into swords and try to snickersnack this hamster ball out of the tentacle and free. All right. Okay. And I'm going to add a oil protector to that. So I have to babysit you fucks. assholes. I can say fucks. We're about Seven. to pay. Well, oh, wait. No, wait. I can't see her. Correct. Anymore. Okay. Seven. Okay. Uh, damn it. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, bardic inspiration? Sure. You're close Which enough. Which is a what? Uh, D6. D6. <laughs> Eighteen. Twenty. Is that good enough? Twenty is enough. Yay! So... Uh, Sina, Galdrina is trying to uh, lead this boar spirit, you know, kind of over and under and through and keep from getting slammed into the wall or, or pulled into the, the center of this uh, this empty tower when you just grab one of this, this thing's horns and yank its head so that it charges full blast out into the open. Um, it launches you two out into the uh, into the gelatinous cube, where you just start hacking away with your astral swords, burning chunks of this away. Um, Galdrian, you are standing on these very temporarily solidified masses of it. When you look back and realize the hole that she carved in is starting to close in behind you. Uh, so it is. Let's see. Sina. Now it is Galdrian's turn. All right. Galdrian is going to, uh, oh, crap. So I probably, I can't use the same thing that I used last time. Correct. And the so same thing she used. The same used stat. Strength. That's okay. I, oh, gosh, I can't use my lower, my <laughs> second lowest stat. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Um, okay. Going to, uh, let's see. I think Dex would probably be a good one. Maybe Int. But uh, I think Dex would be uh, just uh, managing to get in through that hole, grab them both, because uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any way Galgrin's going to be able to grab Sienna, but she can also look like she's able to take care of herself with hacking mm-hmm. her way through. Reach in, grab them both, and just yank them out. Yeah, sounds like a, a good Dex check. Use Mercenary for that, too. It's a 13 on a die plus, and now I can actually see her, right? Yes. So 15 plus so 23, uh, uh, 25. Does that clear by five or more? I'm not going to do the same thing. 25? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to do the same thing. I feel like that would be kind of cheesy. Yes, I wouldn't let you. But could I use that to uh, to get us a reroll? Yeah, that seems reasonable. Okay. 
So a party wide re re roll. Re re roll. A Rolo. Oh, don't say that. The evil GM puppy will come. Um Yeah, so Galdrian just as soon as you hit Sina it starts slicing away to keep the the entryway opening and Galdrian just runs as fast as as elvenly possible to uh to the edge of this bubble bursts through grabs Riss in one hand again <laughs> I can leave you in the acid if you want grabs grabs then I don't have to pay your retainer grabs Jola with the other hand and just yanks both of you out and starts booking it back the other way I can breathe uh Riss. I liked it the other way. It is Riss's turn. Uh, you are, there is a rapidly closing hole in this thing, and Sina is only able to keep a small area around her clear. Um, I would like to, and, and tell me if this is not possible, but I'd like to use charisma. Um, I would like to call out to the being that gives me my powers to uh, take care of the ooze. Okay. Um, to make it disappear or whatever. Um, and I'll use Deceitful for that. Sure. Twenty? Alright. I think twenty passes, I think. Mine did. Well, that's what you get for thinking. Uh, so what what does Riss say to, to call out to this individual? Okay, Father, help us out. All right. Um, Galdrian, as you've got a hold of wrist, he, he starts yelling. Um, you're, you're about to hit the end of the, uh, the tunnel, and right before it closes, there is a uh, very calming blue light. Um, and everything goes still. A, uh, <laughs> don't know what when, you're talking about. When, 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 yeah, when you when you look back, uh, Sina seems to be frozen in place. Um, if you let go of Riss and Jola, they are frozen in place as well. And this through the uh, through the blue light, uh, you see a very slender hand just kind of reach through the edge of the cube and hold hold out to you and then when you don't immediately take it it just kind of like waggles itself up and down <laughs> and I'll, I'll uh grab I, i've still got a hold of wrists though right or did i yeah if you, you probably let him go uh i'll say i'm not leaving without them as i take its hand uh it when you take it it pulls you and you are standing on the landing huh, there's the episode title <laughs> uh, standing on the landing in front of you is a man he's probably vaguely your size he might be a little taller and thinner um, he has a, a very ornate um, set of clothing that's kind of like yours um, his skin is very very pale blue um, almost translucent like you can see the veins running under his skin and he looks at you 
you realize his hair is kind of vaguely blowing, even though there's no breeze. And this creature, the gelatinous cube behind you, is completely still. There's a couple of pseudopods that appear to be like mid-swing that are just frozen in place. And he looks over your shoulder. Sina, Riss, and Jola are still in this tunnel. And he goes... Your fantasies are really getting out of hand, young man. Uh, fantasies? The gestures all around him. A dragon? Really? That's a bit cliche, don't you think? I'm not imagining any of this. This is... I would not want any of this. People are getting hurt. Hmm... I think you and I should have a talk. Why don't we... Uh... And he, he looks down and looks looks the other way, sees this kind of empty landing that's got debris all over it, and he goes, well, this won't do. Um, hold on. And he snaps his finger, and you are, you are sitting in a very palatial uh, waiting room, effectively. There's some light Muzak playing from somewhere. <laughs> Just do, 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 Sina, Jola, and Riss are there, sitting on a couch, but in the same pose and position that they were. So <laughs> Sina has four swords drawn, still frozen in place. Uh, Riss is screaming something. Uh, Jola is also screaming something. Uh, seated across from you is that man. And he hands you a, a cup of uh, spiced tea. He goes, there, that's better, don't you think? Now, did, let's talk about your subconscious. Did he just call you father? And I point to Riss. It's complicated. Someone called him son, called me son, and called her, pointing to Jola, daughter. Yes, um... There are very few benefits of being undead, but one of them is that you have a very keen sense of life essence and similarities within. So, technically accurate. Um, also inaccurate. Did I say it was complicated? It's very complicated. How's your tea? How is the tea when I drink it? Uh, how, how does Galdrian feel about tea in general? Oh, he, he loves tea. Oh, then it's the best tea you've ever drank. Unless it's from death, of course. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not being served to me by a... Uh, by no a man? Like, with seemingly no no instructions, it is the perfect temperature, the, the perfect level of sweetness, the perfect level of spice. Uh, it is exactly how Galdrian would have prepared it if he would have made it. And he, he raises the cup to his lips and takes a sip. And says, now, let's talk about your subconscious. How on earth did you come up... The dragons I get. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I understand you were involved with that caldera fracas. Um, but an ooze? Really? That seems irresponsible. And he's... I... I... Don't think... So you're saying that this was all just in my head. How much of what happened has been in my head? 
Oh no. Um, well, uh, define your terms. Really, is do you mean everything is in your head and that it is not real? Yes. Oh no, it's very real. How? Uh, then why? Then why are you saying that it's part of my subconscious? Well, think about your time here in Hycosia. And then think about how many things have happened to you that have you have preconceived notions about. Think about how you've wanted situations to turn out. And suddenly they did, or didn't, because you expected that. So you're saying that the, all everything that happened, everything that's happened since I came here, is because it's how I thought it would happen. For I have not seen any of this coming. For lack of a better term, yes. You are possessed of a great and unique gift, young man. That I can change the shape of reality? Well, nothing so grandiose. I said a great gift, not an exceptional gift. Uh... You may and or may not have noticed Hycosia subtly bending to your will. Um, you might say that your father was dead because that's what you expected to find, and that there was some great mystery to unravel because that's what you thought might be there. I expected to find... A man with weak pull-out game. That well, didn't know he had a son. I, I think, perhaps Galdrian, um, if I may call you Galdrian, you put this, this notion up as a defense. And in your head, your father was some gallivanting adventurer who had mortal enemies beyond his kin and wielded vast powers, and so that's what you got. You needed allies, so you got them. You didn't expect your party to work together, so they didn't. You, and he gives you a wink, felt that you needed closure in regards to your mother, so a place that previously didn't exist was spontaneously created for you. So you're saying that I... Are you saying that I caused my father to die? Or that I... No, I caused your father to die. You... Why? Well, it was necessary. Let me explain. Let, hold on. One question at a time. While I am capable of communicating multiple concepts. I, I would prefer that we go through this piece by piece. Um, were, were, did you cause your father to die? No, I did. Um, what was your question before that? I'm sorry, would you like a refill? Why did you cause my father to die? Oh, right, that's where we were. It was necessary. Um, your father was... How do I put this delicately so that you don't misunderstand my meaning? 
he was he was too important to live to me if that makes sense Not he at all. he had experiences he had seen things he was a a piece of me that escaped and i let him back into the fold with a few exceptions but his experience was necessary to me so in effect he had to die i i, I see your face i'm not making sense no no you're saying that my father was a part of you and that he, this mortal realization of him had to die so that you could be whole yes then then is he is his soul really with my mother yes so your father gave himself back to me on several conditions uh, chief amongst which is that you and your mother remained unharmed and when his physical body was destroyed the essence of his that i didn't take um, the summation of his parts really was allowed to continue on to the next life to wait for her and i being a reasonable man agreed then what about jola and riss he kind of nudges you and says you're a bit of a ladies man you you understand yeah no man a pixie I mean, I mean, I'm not judging. I'm... Various. He he points at himself and says, "I am a being composed of various and sundry aspects, and it's very difficult to keep an eye on all of them at all times. So occasionally, one will escape, and then I deal with it." So, uh, any other brothers or sisters I should know about? Should now here. I think you've you've connected with the two most salient ones. Right. Okay. Um, there are more, of course. So a, a being as old as I am doesn't get along without leaving a few offspring behind. Mm -hmm. But what about what happens now? My right, right. Um. So, I suppose I've been rude. Uh, I haven't introduced myself. Do you, do you know who I am, Galdrian? Uh, I get the feeling that I was right when I asked my mother if uh, the Sky Dweller was my father. Just not in the way that I thought. In a sense, yes. Um, uh, why, why the duels, actually? Oh, well, um, and he points at wrists and says, he was probably closest um, perhaps Jola was his equal in their ability to affect reality I needed to test what you were capable of and quite frankly you surprised even me um, I was not as harsh a father in my testing as I should have been I took it easy on you um, but I think I, I learned I learned just as well, either way. Um, 
both what kind of man you are and what your abilities are. And you, by far, have the most promise of any of my children, if you want to call them that. He points, uh, and somewhere off in the distance there is a tower. He says, the fact that you were able to construct that whole scenario uh, just goes to show me how great your potential is. And I think the world will need that potential moving forward. Things are in motion, you see. So your father wasn't lying when you said you're not his heir. Uh, perhaps it would be more appropriate to say you are my heir. With all the duties and responsibilities therein. Me. You're choosing me of all people. How do I know this isn't just me affecting reality, making things how I expect them to be? Bard, who has a uh, sense of eagle and entitlement, becomes heir to a uh, near-omnipotent being. All right, tell me something you would like to change. Think about what you would like to change. Uh, I'm going to limit you to Hycosia, please. To Hycosia? Just for simplicity's sake. And it's easier to explain to the other pillars if something changes here as opposed to in their domains. Right. Uh, Galdrin will look out over Hycosia and he'll say, I want this place to be a beacon to the rest of the world. That's um, noble, but a bit broad. Perhaps something more quickly accomplished. All right, right, right. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's a great goal, okay. and we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. I have to start baby steps then. Uh, okay, everyone that's in that building, that's... Uh, they're going to be... Uh, they're going to make it out of that building alive. And he points and says, why? What's wrong with the building? And when Galdrin looks back, it's back completely into shape. Oh, right. Okay, well, uh, then, in that case, uh, we are going to have a very lovely dinner with uh, Valine of House Tabakunan. We're going to chat like old times. She's going to be, uh, she's going to adore me as much as she adores her own children, and... And we're going to set about solving problems together. That seems like an admirable goal. So now that you've seen your influence on Hycosia, try to influence me. Y'all are going to look at him and say, say uh, Well, I got you to challenge, uh, get this many people to duel me. Oh, I just did that to piss you off. Uh, every single one of them that's dead 
Uh, should just be that one. It points to Rincewind the Blade. Really? Him? Uh, His arena performance was... Eh. You know, he... he uh, I'm going... I think he has some hidden talents. Uh, I think... He's going to be... Uh, I think you'll find that he has a very... Uh, excellent falsetto voice. Interesting. And he's going to decide that Blade's not really for him, but Anaria is. Well, that's excellent, and we'll, we'll get to that too. My point being, uh, you asked how can you be sure this isn't your imagination running away with you. Well, there it is. If it was your imagination, you would be a being of power without limits. And as you can see, and he looks down, I'm quite unaffected. Mm-hmm. So, but it would be funny. It would be, and you know, I am a man uh, known for many things, uh, mostly unintentionally inspiring fear, and terror, chaos, and unrest, and that's fine and all. But um, humor is uh, one of the things I picked up from your father. And this city has been a great source of amusement to me over the last few decades. So, what say we make a list, and he gestures to a wall where everything you two have just talked about, there's a couple of, uh, there's a big cork board with a, with a couple of, of uh, sections on it. One is to do and one is completed and one is maybe question mark. And uh, there are these little pieces of paper uh, pinned to each of them. Was, I think that's a good place to start. Why don't we uh, go have dinner? I hear Beline, uh cooks for her guests herself and is excellent. And why don't we move on from there if it helps perhaps look at me as less of a father and more of a partner if you say so partner excellent now let's say we get you something fancy to wear and he kind of like you know puts an arm around you pats you on the shoulder looks over his shoulder at the three that are still on the couch he goes uh, we'll, we'll get them a carpet or something. Sound good to you? All right. I've, and he leans in real close and goes, I have to be honest with you, Galtry and I, and all of my forever have never actually had a partner. I find it to be exhilarating. I think we'll do great things. And he, you know, claps you on the shoulder again. Consider yourself affected. So says Wozniak and Jobs, <laughs> and uh, that's that's where we'll we'll end uh, this this arc of season three, Galdrian and the uh, the being just walking off into the uh, into the distance, just across the sky as. Uh, 
Jola, Riss, and Sina wake up. Um, there is a carpet waiting for you, and there's a uh, a man with just boxes of very fancy clothing waiting there. And uh, you guys remember pretty much everything except going to actually meet at the uh, the spire of Tabakunan. Galdrian said he would meet you there. So we'll we'll come to a close. So if you have questions or comments or concerns, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Gary, what the fuck, man? Yes, what the fuck, man, indeed. <laughs> it, it's this entire it's the sky time. dweller. He's the fuck man. That's true. This entire time. So, next up is uh, Operation Suna. Yep. AKA, how many ways can we skin a fox? Wait. In, uh, you can certainly try. In Enchanted Forest, fox skin you. I, I cannot wait to be murder happy again. Yes. Yes. This playing good shit is a little too hard for me. Well, you know what they say. Soon a fox. I know. <laughs> you, you know what they say. Uh, something, something. Why, why, why be uh, murder unhappy when you can be murder happy? Yes. You yes. can't take the murder out of the fox, but the fox can put the murder in you. Oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, you don't need to get murder takeout. Soon has got murder at home. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna do. So Galdrian's a god, the son of a god. Yeah, yeah. god ish. Eh. Oh man, his ego's gonna be even bigger now, isn't it? I I, I think uh, that I he'd know. be his existential crisis would be bigger. Mm. That's yeah, not what he's it. gonna make bigger. <laughs> Daddy issues. Happy <laughs> <laughs> happy where he is. So no. No. Uh, once he gets his party back together, yeah, once he gets his party back together. we're gonna we're gonna do a, a wrap up episode for the the patrons, and then uh, yeah, Operation Suna is a go. So you guys got anything? Ooh, and when when this when this episode that we're doing right now gets ready to be put online, we should have a poll. Do you think Suna's gonna lose her jacket? Have her parents get killed? Galdrian lost a loot. Oh, I mean... Now, got one back. now he has to deal with a shitty instrument that someone else tuned. <laughs> uh, like, Shadow Galdrian has, like... You mean different... real Galdrian? No, Shadow, Shadow <laughs> fucking Galdrian. Yeah, yeah, fucking... Uh, he just has the action too high, which I guess is more more in line with, like, finger style. But, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Probably used a slide... Uh, on that thing, uh, ah. little glass slide on his fingers. That's why he had to have the action. So uh, you can get it restrung. No, he can just adjust the action. I'm just waiting for the interaction where Suna's like, "So, Galdrin, are you a god?" <laughs> and I guess is gonna be like, "If you're asked if you're a god, you say yes." Galdrin's gonna be like, "I think you know. In the end, we all have a little piece of God inside us." No more mushrooms for any of you. And on that note, find <laughs> us at the places, do the things. The mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's one of the things that gets us paid, do mushrooms. No, that sounds off. Yeah. We do the mushroom stuff. Uh, will mushroom stamp you? 
No. Oh, oh. We'll eat your mushrooms. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> nope. You know, find us on iTunes, leave a review, and uh, I would say thank, thank God it's over, but uh, we've still got two more to go before I learn <laughs> from my insane folly of splitting the party four and ways. They're the two murderous ones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So that's why I said. That's why I said Ardith is gonna have the social campaign. <laughs> She's gonna have to play nice. All right. She can play nice. She just gets really angry at underneath the skin. All right. So that's all I got. If you guys don't have anything, thanks for joining us. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>